Welcome to MC Podcast episode 51 today. Today we'll be discussing our milk production genetics index, our MPG index, our hybrid selection that sets us far above everybody else. In studio today is Kevin Kuhn, and as we talk through this, we hope that you understand more about who we are and how we select hybrids. One of these days I'm going to come up here and do a podcast with you, and then we're just going to just go off on some rants just to make Aaron edit them out. Yeah. <laughs> just like right in the middle of a conversation, we'll just like totally... Div- and LeBron James! <laughs> <laughs> you know, just something yeah. just crazy. It just like for like five minutes. You have yeah. to do it for like a long time, and then as Aaron's just sitting over there going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So uh, I did show Aaron... Uh, or let him listen to a, uh, I found, I was listening to a podcast that actually my nephew was doing, and they had these little, like, they weren't, like, transition, they were semi-transition, semi-breaks where they just play a little music beep, mm-hmm. in the middle of it. I was, it was really kind of, yeah. it was it was kind of nice. Just so, you know, I mean, kind of kind of breaks it up a little bit. Yeah. It was some kind of some cool music, and, you know, it was just a, you know, just instrumental kind of, so we could be we could be going along talking about the MPG index, then the music could start in, and then you could have Mark's voice come in, and he could sell you on MC fifty three seventy MC fifty three seventy. Could be a could commercial. Be a, could be a commercial. Yeah, and then the music goes back into the MPG index. I like this. It'd be like when Ranella's like. You know, I get a lot of people ask me about my Schnee's boots. <laughs> goes through that that whole thing he does every every podcast. I get a lot of people ask me about MC fifty seven ninety, and uh, tell you what, <laughs> got a lot of people ask me about my Alta seeds <laughs> and my uh, next grow alfalfa. You know, I have a lot of people. You know, not only. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to MC Podcast, episode 51. Uh, today, we are going to be kind of rolling out for the, uh, for the well, not necessarily for the first time, Kevin, but just for the kind of as a um, extended version, kind of a formal rollout of our MPG index. And so today in studio, I have... Have our CEO and director of R and D, Kevin Kuhn. Kevin, welcome. Hey, good to be here. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, we we've kind of alluded to and talked about this MPG index that we that we have, um, and uh, we've talked about it on some other things. We've had little pieces rolled out. We've rolled it out at at some dealer training, but I don't know that we've ever really kind of sat down and and wrapped our arms around the whole thing and really kind of explained what what all that is and and uh, why we have it, what we're doing with it, what we're going to do with it, and, um, and some of those things. And talk about, uh, for lack of better terms, the intimate details. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and so so basically, kind of the way this this rolled out is that we've been with with research and development. Um, we we've been selecting hybrids based on um, agronomic characteristics, like everybody else, uh, and then and then nutritional characteristics. And we've been talking about that for for a while, and you know, explaining some of that. And uh, and so, but when we when we got together as an R and D group. 
and you guys would talk about the agronomic strengths and then you would say, okay, Mark, how does this do nutritionally? I would start going through different nutritional characteristics and they were the same ones for every hybrid and they were just, but by about the third hybrid in, in the 20th analysis, you guys were just like glazed over and just kind of like, whoa, just tell us if, if it's good or not. Right. And, and so in order to kind of, um, in order to kind of, uh, you know, consolidate all of that, what we did is we basically, um, you know, we were, we were looking at those things ob- objectively by direct analysis and several analysis for each hybrid. And, and then, and then I was somewhat subjectively weighting my opinion, you know, uh, you know, on, on certain, certain aspects over other aspects, you right. know, some of those I weighted a little higher and some of them, um, you know, a little lower, you know, and, and so, so eventually what we, what I decided was, okay, I'm just going to roll this into a, to a score, put it kind of all in a, in a, um, in an equation, an algorithm, roll it up into one score and say, okay, this experimental has a higher score than this experimental or these two are the same or or whatever and then that way you guys get one score for for basically how about how about the milk making potential of of that hybrid right so and and I think it made it easier for you guys yeah absolutely um it it's played a it's played a key role in our, our R&D selection process um, you know, every year we're bringing more and more material into the program. We're looking at more hybrids every year. Uh, so it's made us more efficient with our time. And, and I think it's given us a more, it's taken a little bit of the subjectivity out of it, yes, even though it I think we've been doing a great job, even up before we had this thing finalized. Um, I think it's making us even better. Um, and, and we had a, we had an experience recently where we were, uh, working with a new distributor and, um, you know, we were kind of sitting down talking through, uh, the master's choice product and what, what it looks like, how we use it. And, uh, you know, for them, you know, the big question is what, what's different about your product right, right. and, you know, you really wrap it up in the MPG index and that, yeah. and that is, um, when you take the components that make that index, that is what makes master's choice. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. It, you know, this selection process is, is, is that is is the thing that that distinguishes us from anybody? You know, we we've been talking about flowery grain, and the and the selection for flowery grain is wrapped up in this 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 index, um, and um, and and so you know that that distinguishes us from a lot of people, but this whole index is the thing that that really makes our product unique, and um, you know, and and so yeah, you know, you look you look at some maybe some university plot data and. And MCs towards the top, but it's not just you know you, you think wow it's you know maybe maybe it ought to be head and shoulders above everything else you know right. and and but the tests that they're using and the things that they're looking at there are are basic level kind of things and the things that we're selecting on and, and the things that are built into this index are are not basic level and and they're the things that that actually make a difference on the farm and actually, you know, kind of help to, to give that, that hybrid of milk making potential. Right. Yeah. We're at, we're at the point now where, uh, the selection process that, that most, uh, most of the industry is using is really antiquated. Yeah. You know, it, it is, um, 
so you you know the most most current standardized system that you see for university plots is milk 2006 right now here we are 2018 and you know new new technologies and new we're learning new things every day yeah. uh, but they're not making their way to the mainstream uh, mainstream part of the industry no no they're not and 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 so yeah so how how are we you know we, we talked about this kind of being subjective and and all of corn breeding and hybrid selection and you know, even even alfalfa or sorghum or grass or whatever, you know, there there is a bit of subjectivity in that. You know, when Cullen walks through the nursery and he's he's selecting he's selecting inbreds and making his selection out, there there's there's some subjectivity to that. And and there still is, you know, but but it's one of those things where it's um it's kind of it's it's even more than an educated guess. It's a you know it's it's a it's 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 there is some gut feel to that, and um, and and but the in this index kind of kind of builds some of that in there and 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 take some of it out at the same time because what we really wanted to do was say okay these are these are the characteristics that we're selecting on and there's over twenty five of those different. Uh, nutritional characteristics that we are evaluating when we pull in a hybrid, and and then and then I was I was um, subjectively somewhat intuitively gut feeling weighing some things over the other depending on how how I knew that they would impact milk production, and and so so when we built this index. We, uh, you know, everything was working fine, so it built all of those those things into it, kind of refined that, um, drove that down some. But then, then I, I got curious and said, okay, is this? Am, am I right? Is this right? Does this index more accurately predict the differences? Not not necessarily the exact pounds of milk that this hybrid's going to make, not not the exact amount of milk, but but the differences does this accurately, um, you know, kind of show us the difference between one hybrid and the other, the the potential difference between one hybrid or the other uh, in in its milk making potential. And so, how how do you figure that out? Yeah, you got to take it to a feeding trial. Absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> so we we did. We you know this was the process that we've kind of been using. We, we parts that parts that we've been building on, and so then we then we did. We took it to the we took it to feeding trial. Went to a private research um, facility farm uh, in Wisconsin, and um, and so we had them feed ninety six cows for eight weeks. We we and we got so much data. Mm-hmm. So we we fed we fed four different hybrids, and and we did it um, we did it. Um, I, I we planted we planted four hybrids on the farm and and I and I was pretty sure of the range that we were going to get you know I wanted some hybrids that that were going to kind of stretch that that index score out as we analyzed them and 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 scored them um, and and so we we fed four hybrids so four different pins four different rankings of of um, of, of scores eight weeks long we took sample after sample we had milk production every day from those cows i mean we just had we had gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of data and um 
and to to boil it all down, basically it worked. The higher the index score, the the greater the milk production. And, and, and how we determined that was is we we balanced the ration for the highest scoring MPG we or the highest scoring um, silage. We basically said, okay, this is the highest scoring silage. We're going to balance the ration for this. And then we just replaced corn silage dry matter pound for dry matter pound. Right. And um, and and so uh, we had a range from like a, a 102 all the way down to 63 or 64. We had this range of, of MPG scores. And the lower, the lower that score is, the lower the milk production was. Uh, to the to the tune that when you take everything above the average and everything below the average, and you and you look at those, um, we had we had um, we had an an average upper score of ninety two, um, and a, an average lower score of well I I say ninety two let me make sure I'm right on that yeah ninety three we had it we had an average upper score of ninety three and an average lower score of seventy one. And and between the the uh, milk production, there were two two and over two and a half pounds of milk difference between those scores. So, for every ten points in the index, so if I have a if I have a hybrid that scores ninety two and I have one that scores eighty two, that ten point difference is about is a, is about a pound and a half of milk. And then, um, and and so you know it can go go up or down for there. So we we are ac- accurately. Um, picking hybrids based on their on their milk making potential. Right. So so even in that that feeding trial, so you you had a pretty wide range. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're down in the 60s to over 100. Yeah. So you should see a pretty big spread in in differences in milk production. Correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so we had a we had a difference of milk production. Um. You know, almost a nine pound uh, spread there between between the highest and 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 the lowest wow. um in you know over, overall when you went from 100 and 105 106 or 7 all the way down to that to that 65 you 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 had you had eight eight pounds of milk difference and and those are you know those are those are hybrids that that we knew some were better than the others and 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 we wanted to stretch that one one of them was a shorter season because i knew that we could let we would basically harvest it late and uh, which would have, which, which that analysis, you know, when we analyzed it would affect the, the, the MPG score of that hybrid right then as, as we tested it. So I knew we would get, we would get a little bit lower score off of that. So, so that we would have that, so that we would have that stretch and, and the index is, is sensitive to, to about 10 pounds. There's, you know, you get two or three pounds or two or three, five you know, five points different in the score, and and you and you may not you may not see you may be equal you won't you won't ever be above, but you may not quite see that 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 difference in in milk production. But when we start spreading it out by by ten points, then then we do, and and so then that then we come back to our um, to our hybrid selection, which is okay. So we're looking at at two different experimentals, and we say okay. Oh, they're 12, 15 points difference on the index. You know, we're definitely keeping the top indexing one over that. But if we get there and, and, and you say, man, we really like this one agronomically, it stood up, it had better disease resistance. It was, you know, it, it was, it was, it was far, it was far superior. And there's only 
you know, five, even five or six points difference, we'll definitely definitely take that that hybrid uh, over over the um, over the other hybrid. And 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 then sometimes there's those hybrids that you know, oh, agronomically they're about the same, you know, and um, nutritionally they're about the same, and and so we just. We kind of maybe keep those on for a while and, and, and keep looking at them until maybe something distinguishes a region or something along those lines. Right, and, and even <clears throat> even beyond those those pieces for selection, you know, kind of the next steps you get into are um, what do the inbreds look like? You yeah. know, is, is it going to be a good seed producer? Is it something that we can afford to put out in the field, yep. produce, and, and take to market? And is it a is it a hybrid that we have a place for? You know, so and that's that's a big thing is that um, not only every year are we indexing new experimentals and and new lines that are coming along, but we're we're putting those against index numbers of our cornerstone hybrids that you know that are the standards that everybody loves. Um, you know, so the standard is really high for new products coming in, and and, it, and that bar kind of goes up every year. It does. It it really does seem to. You know, I I've been working here. Um, my fixing to finish fixing to finish our seventh year aren't we correct we yeah we're, we're right on okay I, c- I couldn't remember if we were fixing to finish our seventh year or if, or if we were we started in 2011 okay so we started 2011 so we're we're almost at our seven year anniversary and um and and so when i first started here we had some hybrids that we designated mpg mm-hmm. right and and they were they were hybrids that were um, that were superior to other hybrids in our lineup for for um, uh, you know some of them so good they're still around some of, some of them so you're exactly right yeah you know and, and we designated those MPG by the way stands for milk production genetics and um, and so we we designated them those and and we kind of we kind of got um, you know, there's there's a couple of those little analogies that you know something in a ringer something in a crack we we kind of got in trouble with um with with the with the uh, um with the with that designation because people were wanting on if 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 it's not MPG I don't want that I don't want that hybrid right and um but when you look at and when you look at our lineup now they're all MPGs right they, they every single one of them has been selected for its its milk making potential. And and I think that's something worth pointing out, you know, and um I know you uh, you said we've been here for 7 years now. And I don't remember how far along it was, but not too long after you and I started, maybe 2 or 3 years in, we sat down as a company and we had uh we had always been a dairy dairy um nutrition company. Yeah. But we still had a lot of hybrids that were grain hybrids that were intermingled in the lineup that had different applications. And we sat down as a company and decided, you know what, we're going to focus on livestock. Yes. That's that is what we do well. Yep. Um, there is no reason for us to be trying to chase the row crop grain thing. Um, you know, we we don't feel like there's a large contribution for us to be made in that that realm of the industry. So let's let's focus on what we do. And from that point on, that was, you know, at that point we had hybrids that were designated for grain, hybrids yes. designated for livestock feed. And we decided, you know what, we're going to move towards that entire lineup being livestock feed. Um, and that's where we have, it's, it's taken us some time to get there, Yes. but really over the last two or three years, we've been there to where when you open up that hybrid guide, start to finish, they are all livestock feed. They are all very high quality, um, 
very high quality products. Doesn't mean we don't have some that you can't take to grain and will yield yeah. very well. Oh yeah, but, but they are all going to make uh, incredible feed. Yeah, they, they all. You're you're exactly right. But and, and part of that is because so so it has to do with with this selection process. But you, but you also talk about the grain part. Part of this selection process is based on on um you know on uh, in, and I and I'm going to use this term maybe even in a different fashion than most people but it's based on grain quality. So we've got silage quality, silage analysis, but we also have we also take them to grain and we and we look at grain quality and we analyze we analyze the grain both yield same way we do for silage. For you know for silage we 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 analyze and look at yield and and agronomics and then, um, and 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 we also look at nutrition. So we, we do that with all of our hybrids for um, for grain. We take them to grain. We we look at the yield. We look at the standability, the agronomics, and then we look at the quality of that grain, which a lot of people in the industry use grain quality. That's, I was hoping you were going to explain <laughs> yes. that because yeah. that that's yeah. kind of a catchy term. It, it, it is a catchy term, and they use grain quality. Um, to talk about how hard and heavy and um, and and um, and how you know how the uh, the uh, uh, test weight you know you know the higher the the higher the quality the higher the test weight for them for us for us it when we talk about grain quality we talk about the feedability of that grain right. how, how how much more digestible that grain is how, how much more um, you know how much more nutritional value that that brings so when we look at grain quality we're looking at one end of the spectrum while other guys are looking at the other end of the spectrum correct and and so so all our hybrids you know i have inevitably there's a few guys every year who are saying, well, well, can I take, is this silage only? Is this, is this, you know, I do, is it going to fall down? No, our, our hybrids are, 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 are bred for, for both. You know, um, I hate the term dual purpose. I, I just do. I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think there, there is a true dual purpose. I think it's going to suck at both if, if it's a true dual, dual purpose. Right. And, and, and that is because the industry has used the term dual purpose to mean, oh well, I can I can use it for um, I can use it for silage or I can haul it to the elevator. It'll do it all. It, yeah. And you know you will hear folks in our office say dual purpose, but all that means in our office is that yes, it is a great silage hybrid. But if you want to leave it stand and take it to grain, hopefully you're going to use that grain to feed your your animals you with. You should, absolutely. Because if you're if you are raising that and hauling it at the elevator, you're missing a lot of quality. You're you're hauling a lot of quality down the road. Absolutely. Um but, you know, the the dual purpose term in our office means a little different than what it does in the industry, yeah. but the industry has has kind of coined it with that to the point now that everyone everyone they hear the term dual purpose and they think, "Oh, well, it's just an average corn hybrid. It's not great at grain, it's not no. great at silage. You can just do whatever with it and it'll be fine." It'll it'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and 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 so we don't designate any of ours dual purpose we we use that term to explain yes take in fact take this one to grain if you're if you are if you're feeding high moisture corn or you're feeding dry dry grain take take this one you know yeah this one is um you know and, and there's some of those hybrids in our lineup that are better going to grain than others just like there are some in our lineup that are better you know when and i say you know better silage quality than other ones even though they're all 
They're all really high quality. There's there's always a couple that are that are stand out, and we we call those our cornerstone hybrids. Right. And a lot of the times when we're when we're evaluating whether to bring a new hybrid in, we we evaluate them based on their MPG scores compared to compared to the to the uh, to the right. cornerstone hybrids. Yeah, and and so something that that's probably a good little diversion here that uh, that just came up this week in the office. Um, we we sat down as an R and D team to work on hybrid placement information for uh, for a, a new sales outlet. Yeah, and we went through the whole lineup and picked out three to, for each area they were selling. We picked out three or four hybrids that hey, focus on these. These will be the ones that are going to be your your lead products. Yep. Um, and I even commented to, to you and Kyle after we got through that. You notice there's a lot of cornerstone hybrids I left out of there. Right. And that is because so many of our newer hybrids, you know, we talked about the bars moving up. Man, those new hybrids, um, they, they are they are starting to outperform some of our cornerstones. And yeah, our absolutely. cornerstones are still working extremely well, but the stuff we're bringing in is better. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. and so many times the dairy industry moves slow. And once a guy finds something that's going to yield well, it's going to feed well, he does not want to move on. Yep. But if you if you're on a cornerstone hybrid and it's working well, that's great. But man, you better look at some of the new stuff coming because it's better. No, and, and I and I definitely would agree with that. And and I and I understand that mindset. Look, I've I've got one shot to make you know all the feed that I'm going to need for this year, and 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 I know what's working, you know, and I know what does well, and 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 so the, those guys they get stuck on that. Um, but you're right. The stuff that we're bringing in and the stuff that we've brought in over the last couple of years, the new hybrids, they've had to exceed right. what what we've got as cornerstones, and they are. And 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 within the next couple of years, they will be the cornerstones. Right. And this and this index has really allowed us to pick out those differences in the genetics and and identify those lines that are working well. And that's and that really is what's driving the the selection and, and the improvement of the lineup. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. So so let's just kind of talk through. How, how this index is we, we we've kind of talked through what it is why we use it Let, let's just kind of let's kind of break it down for for everybody um and and try not to give away too many secrets sure okay? yeah all yeah right. don't don't give it all away well I, yeah i won't i won't i, I think i've as, as many times as i explain this i i don't think i've given i don't even think i've given enough away that that somebody could probably could could replicate it i you know um and 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 I, I have a lot of speaking of, of replicating and other other people. I have a lot of friends in the in the industry. Um, I don't have very many friends at home, but I've got a lot of friends in the industry. <laughs> like and um, and I you know I deal with I deal with several labs, and we'll talk kind of through that. But there there isn't, to my knowledge, there isn't anybody else who who has. Who is selecting hybrids based on on the things that we're selecting? They're not looking that far now. I do know that there are a few companies that are chasing us in this. I've got I got friends that talk, you know. I mean, they don't tell secrets, but they, you know, they like, you know, hey, you know, so and so's chasing, so and so's chasing. Somebody came to me and asked me what what I knew about this, or um, you know, they're talking about this, and and so. Um, uh, so, but there, there's nobody out there, out there doing this. So for every, so we have 20 to 30 advancement plot locations every year, right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. And those, those plots are, are, we, we call them advancement plots because that's where we're looking at cornerstone hybrids, 
versus experimental hybrids, new high, new new potentially new hybrids. So right. there's 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 all those locations across the country, and and basically what we do is we take samples from those, and we, uh, guys are out in the field during the summer. They're looking at that. We've got those samples. They're coming in. We ferment them for a month. Um, and then we, we send them off for analysis. So, so every hybrid in that advancement plot that is agronomically sound and, um, and, and passes the agronomic tests, um, you know, that doesn't just completely fall apart and fall down. Every one of those hybrids, we take two samples, two silage samples from, from those hybrids. Those two silage samples get sent off to two different to two different labs, okay? Because not not um, two different forage labs. Because not um, not 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 every lab runs the same test. Not every lab runs the test the even the same test the same way. And and there are some things that I prefer from one lab than I do another. And 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 I and so I just I do that to to make sure that we're getting the most accurate picture of the quality of that of that forage so so pull them out of the the plot send those two samples off to two different labs um and then then the the grain plots that are there we pull we pull the the grain off we send the grain we send the grain off to to a grain quality lab to look at that so so we're using we're using three different labs to to analyze every single hybrid in our advancement plots right okay which which is which is expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it is for for me to for me to run, you know, for me to run the um the the score um for for every hybrid is about a hundred and fifty to one hundred and sixty dollars per hybrid, per location. Right. You know, and uh, it's sometimes per rep per rep. I was gonna say per per rep even in even in those locations. So, um. So yeah, so uh, which by the way, the other day, uh, Lynn and I were talking um, on on the way. Home. I was on my way home from Iowa, when we were discussing something completely, uh, you know, off topic of anything else. We were just talking about spending money personally. Actually, is what we were doing, and uh, and Lynn like, well, he's like, well, that's not that's not much money. He said, I could I could spend that in a day, and I was like, yeah, I spent that in about ten minutes, <laughs> and he just. He just laughed because he 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 knows that sometimes my forge testing bills are a little, are a little, are a little high. When the invoices start coming, man, they <laughs> they pile up. <laughs> they they do. So 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 we use three different labs. It's a it's an expensive process, but I think it's a very valuable process in in the fact that we can we can we can select the best hybrids uh, in 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 the industry right so we use three labs we look at we look at four different large categories fiber uh non-fibrous carbohydrates um proteins and and then grain quality as we as we judge as we judge a hybrid and um and you know so we we break things down those four categories within those four categories there are over 25 different character you know nutritional characteristics uh, that we look at, and then, and then, and basically, uh, they're they're on a they're on a weighted average. the The algorithm gives them a weighted average for how they how they um, uh, affect milk production. Uh, some of that is is done 
uh, some of that weight weighting was done um, based on uh, research that research papers that had already been written. Some of that weighting was done uh, after we did our feeding trial. Oh wait, you know I I we should have weighted this one a little bit more and this one a little bit less and um, and based on based on on the uh, on the milk on the milk production that we got out of our out of our feeding trial and so actually um actually charlie sniffin and i sat down uh last year in in holderness and basically ran through all the data and made sure that the index lined up with with what was going on and man it was it was so close it was scary and um and so we look at all those characteristics throw it into this formula it spits out a score for you guys. And, and the cool thing is within, you know, I talked about those four different categories. We can even break those out. So so this was built for corn silage, but but there are parts of it that are that are interchangeable that like if I wanted to do alfalfa, this score I could do, I could I could work, I could do alfalfa and and would feel confident that it would accurately categorize the the milk the milk making poten- potential of those of right. those genetics, um, and um and and that also leads to the to the next thing is, is that, you know, forage analysis is, is is evolving, and and it always is, and there's always somebody who's coming up. You know, uh, TTNDFD is one of those came out in 2012. Doctor Combs, right? Uh, you know, UNDF 240. Um, you know, they the, the, here's these new analysis that are that are categorizing and characterizing forage quality, and, and so the index is 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 built to where to where to where we can we can add those things pretty pretty easily. Now it gets expensive adding those things because once you add once you add a couple of layers in there. Then you then you got to go back to feeding trial to make sure that right to to make sure that that you're that you're doing it accurately right. So uh, and if I'm uh, if I'm saying more here than I should, then we can ask Aaron to edit it out. A- absolutely. But, uh, but you uh, you mentioned working with Charlie on yeah. on kind of building some of this. Um, haven't you and Charlie um, kind of overlaid this with some modeling software to kind of see how some of that stuff matches up there there is we have we have overlaid this with some with some modeling software and um and and in fact we were we were just we were looking at we were we were looking at and i didn't i I should have run the index on the averages but i didn't um it wouldn't take me a minute but the other day we were looking at um we we took last year out of all of our plots we just took the competitor average versus the master's choice average uh, across all locations uh, everywhere and and basically what what we did is it we uh, we ran a couple of rations for those and um, and we had we had eight cents per head per day lower cost in the master's choice ration same ingredients just optimized right we had we had eight cents an eight cent cheaper ration because the corn because of the corn silage and um per head per day and a, a pound of milk difference on energy corrected milk wow we had, we had a pound of milk difference and and actually i think if i if i did all my math right and and, and added everything up on a thousand cows it's about fifty five thousand dollars a year 
just just in changing corn silages. And, and that's just based on the average and not, yeah, that's not based picking on out the, the top performance. Not, not even picking out the top the top ten percent or the the top twenty five percent. That's just based on and, just based on on the mean. And the other thing that that we haven't talked about here that that probably makes sense to plug in too is that when you uh, when you look at last year's data, you know you're picking out that average. Yeah. Um, so not only does the hybrid selection play a role in that MPG index mm-hmm. score. But the management and the growing conditions that went into growing that yeah. forage, you know, just like if, you know, if, if I take the same hybrid, I grow them in two separate locations yeah. and I look at milk 2006 score, I'm going to see differences in fiber. I'm going to see right. some differences in yield, things like right. that. You know, same, same thing with the index. So if I'm, exact same if thing. I'm looking at an, at an average score, I've got some hybrids in there, some plots that were in very stressed environments where my yields might have been lower, my uh, my quality might have been yep. uh, drastically different. So you know that that's based on an on an average. Right. You know, so that that's a um, that says a lot for for the performance of those hybrids uh, across a, a varied locations, very, varied locations, varied um, uh, environments. You know, varied growing conditions, and so. And and you know the competitors were also in those same in those right. same areas, but yeah, uh, uh, across that, and, and and that's what I, you know, <laughs> farming is a gamble. Far- farming is always a gamble, you know. Um, it, it's it's funny, uh, <laughs> and and Aaron, you can edit this out if 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 you think if you think I go go too far <laughs> on this, but you know, so so I I grew up Baptist, you know what I mean, and buddy. You know, you couldn't play cards. You you know, we um you you couldn't you couldn't shoot dice, you know, it was like, oh, you're gambling. But in most Baptist churches that I was in, there were, you know, a lot of farmers and I'm just sitting out there <laughs> thinking, Boy, them guys are gambling every day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute here. We've got to be careful with with how we how we say don't be gambling, you know. Um you know, far- farming farming is 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 there is art, there is science, but there is luck and providence. You know, ho- however we want to say this, there there's a gamble here, right? And um, you know, and and when when a guy's when a guy's looking at things, I, I I really think you know with with master's choice, it's a safer gamble for the quality of his feed. Right. It, it's a safer. I mean, when you look at when you look at how we can do on the average, most of the time, you know, th- we're we're gonna we're we're going to we're gonna be able to outfeed most anything. Now there'll always be those cases, and I get one or two of those calls every year. Oh, this cyber didn't perform the way that it should, you know, and that's gonna happen. Sure. It, it just it's just gonna happen. But on the averages, most of the time. You're you're going to have higher quality feed, and and comparable yield, more you know the same yield or even greater yield because we're not forsaking any of that for our for our nutrition qualities with with master choice and consistently over and over again when we look at ourselves and on average compared to compared to um, to our our competitors man you know and and heck. I can always pull out one or two samples that where our competitors, uh, you know, whipped most everything in the plot or maybe even won the plot. There's there's all of that, but but on the average, so I so I I I, I would dare any company to run to run 
to run enough samples that they can have a master's choice average versus their average and then and then try to publish that because it won't happen there now there right. are those who would say well in this plot and in this location we beat one of master's choices hybrids well okay all right R- run run the average right because i'm i'm I know that your selection process for for nutritional qualities is subpar. You know, it it is. It just it it it's not uh, it's not what it can be. It it's not what it should be, and 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 they're not stretching the envelope. You know, and and a lot of that has to do with we've got we've got corn companies that are focused on 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 the on the grain grower, and for for their nutrition research guy to come in and say. I want to spend 150 to 160 bucks on each sample from each location, each rep at each, you know, they're just, their board's going, nope, no mm-hmm. way, too much money, you know, uh, you know, not, you know, too much poop for not enough sugar. No, nope, we're, we're just, we're just not doing it. Whereas we've, we, like you said, we went back, we go back several years. You know, we we said we're making a commitment to this, right. and this is the commitment that that we're making, and um, and so I I just I I think that that what we have in a product lineup because of the way that we select them is far superior to anything else. Absolutely, um, you know, and, and the you know that that index has played a huge role in our selection process. Um, you're going to see that in our marketing going forward. Yes. You're going to see us, you know, that's really going to be a prominent thing for us that we're going to be talking about a lot. Um, I, I do have I do have one question, and not to chase this too no, far down a rabbit hole, fine. but I, I thought might be uh, something interesting to talk about here. So let's let's say I open up a Master's Choice Hybrid Guide. I'm picking out a hybrid. Yeah. And let's say I'm a, I'm a dairyman, mm-hmm. but, hey, I've also got a, got a beef feedlot over here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna chop silage. Yeah. Um, and and so you're talking about the index and and making milk. Um, how much of that can I expect to translate over to my beef herd? So I, so I, I it's it's the exact same thing. You know you know we call it milk production genetics, but it could be you know you could you could substitute that with meat meat production because a, a ruminant animal is a ruminant animal, and they're going to they're they're going to break down that silage and partition it to 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 tissue and fat, or they're going to partition it off to, uh, to, to milk. And, uh, and it's, it's the same, you know, it's the same, it's the same process. Right. Um, and, uh, and so any good corn silage for dairy production is good corn silage for, for beef production. Absolutely. And, and I know, um, you know, when we, when we run around the country, we, uh, run into all kinds of producers, but, um, uh, we see a lot of dairymen who are really keyed in on quality forage. Yes. Um, the The beef market in a lot of places hasn't caught up to that. You yeah, know, it, and and I, and I think it's probably a function of the dairyman can see an immediate response. Right. You know, I change corn silages. I change this. <clears throat> I change something. You know, good or bad. You know, I get into a to a to a bad spot of haylage. Uh, man, boom! That that day we see a drop in milk production. I get into good corn silage, boom! I see a, I see an increase in, and 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 so I I think that um, so I think for the dairyman it makes sense for the beef guy, you know you're talking cattle on feed for a while, right? And and it, and you know I mean, and and you know they just they don't they don't see they don't see the response and they don't see the difference, you know. And even if they do, you know, right? You know, even after. Uh, you know, twelve months. If I if I if I see the difference, right? You know, well, the weather was better this year. 
or you know we didn't we didn't have the density the stogging density that we we did last year or you know <clears throat> i don't know you know or or hey yeah you know i mean i got i i up the the soybean meal you know i i i'm not sure that they that 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 a lot of those guys go back and they look and they really test and right. and and try the quality of and, this and when we when we talked about the the differences on the average for for milk production and the per head per yeah. day savings yep. you know um that's a lot of money at the end of the year and, and what it boils down to is when you're making your hybrid selections you're making your seed selections i hear so many guys say oh well i can i can buy you know x brand for ten dollars a bag less yeah I'm like what are you giving up for for ten dollars a bag less yeah for five dollars Be- because- an acre five dollars an acre would be you know uh 30 cents a ton. What, right. what am I, what am I giving up for 30 cents a ton? Right. You know, and, and you, when you're talking about eight cents per head per day, it doesn't take long that you, all of a sudden you paid for your seed, you paid for a lot of things and made yourself yeah. a lot more profitable yeah. just by, just by making the right selection on a hybrid. Just, just and, by making that. And so it's going to, it's, it's going to make a difference in your dairy operation and it's going to make a difference in your beef operation. Yeah. You know, and with, with a dairy market that is so, that is so tight right now, where, where margins are just so slim right now, you know, a, a lot of a lot of good conservative dairymen, you know, do like everybody else when when um, when my wife has spent too much money in in one month, and we gotta we gotta tighten down the belt for the next month, you know, uh, we we stop doing, you know, we don't go out to eat as much, we you know. We, we don't go shopping for clothes or shoes or boots or guns or whatever that next month we we stop we stop spending it's a bad to, deal when you stop buying guns mark I, I know well thankfully Mandy has not <laughs> spent that much money yet right I'm just you know maybe we slow down on those purchases okay just you know, slow down a little bit slow down yeah. you know yeah yeah whoa Whew. scary yeah that would be scary well that'd be like many if Mandy spent so much money that I had to stop buying guns we this that's marriage counseling time. You know what I mean? Like we go we going to marriage counseling right now. But um, you know, so so you know when 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 things are when margins are tight for right. for, for our for our budgets, you know we 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 slack off on spending, right? But for for a for a dairy that gets in that mindset, that that can be dangerous, right? It's it's safe, but. But there are places that that a guy's got to invest, right? To 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 increase uh, margin and, and, and profitability, and one of those is forge quality. It, you know the the cost of improving my forge quality is 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 so much lower than my return on right. on that, and, and part of that is hybrid selection and seed selection. I was in uh, Tennessee. Uh, this spring, and uh, and walked on a walked on a dairy, and the guy was happy, and he wasn't woe is me, and he was happy to see us, and you know, and it was a, it was basically kind of a cold call on a dairy with one of our dealers down there, and he was just this guy was pleasant, and he wasn't grumpy, and I was like, because I went in with the sad face, I know margins are tight, you know what I mean. And you go in, you know, because we'd been on several others, and there were guys that were quitting, and and this guy's like, "It's the best year I ever had." It's like, what is going? He's like, 
He's like, I paid a little more for for a, for a good nutritionist. He said my cows went up ten pounds of milk. Same same, you know, basically spent a little bit more money for his nutritionist. Had the same forages that he's always had, you know, and boom, he, he's he's more profitable, right? You know, and and I think there's there's things you know silage management that don't cost much money. Hybrid, yeah. You, we look at this and we really think, oh, ten dollars a bag, even twenty dollars a bag. Oh man, I'm gonna. What what kind of quality are you giving up? Right. What kind of what kind of potential uh, profitability are you giving up? Because I'm I'm playing it safe. I'm I'm gonna be conservative and I'm gonna tighten my belt and I'm not gonna spend that much money. And part of that's driven by the bank. Sure. And and the bank doesn't understand that. Right. Right. But uh, you know. And very accurate that when you get in those those scenarios on the farm, you know, you're not going to save your way out of them. Um, it, it's important that you analyze where you're spending your money, that you're you're efficient with your dollar, um, but but you can't just stop spending. No, it's, no, it's it's you know that's a that's a spiral for getting ready to go out of business. Right, absolutely. But so you know the the MPG index sets us above everybody else. Um, you know, for, for a while, we talked about flowery grain. We were the flowery grain company, and we still are. We're, we're not going away from flowery grain. Flowery grain's just wrapped up in the, in, in the index, you know, and, um, and it's a big part of the index. Well, people heard us talk so much about flowery grain. I think they, they took for granted some of the, the fiber and sugar work that you've been doing. Uh, absolutely, and, and, and our, our, fiber, our, our fiber is excellent. For a for a non BMR standard corn silage, our our fiber is just tremendous, and and because we've been we've been selecting on that, even though we've been talking about flowery grain, right, which was the thing that that differentiated us and separated us from everybody else, um, and um, and so now now other people are starting to talk flowery grain and softer in sperm and more starch digestibility, which is fine, but I guarantee their lineup is not complete. Right. With those, it's not full of those where where ours is because that's part of the selection process. Right. Um, but our but we're we're selecting on fiber also, and 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 the MPG index is the thing that 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 distinguishes us and puts us ahead of everybody else in the silage industry right now. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Anything else you think we need to add to that? No, I think we've uh, we've talked all around it. So hopefully we've we've done a good job of uh, kind of explaining what's going on and kind of getting everybody introduced to the concepts. Absolutely, sounds good, Kevin. Appreciate you joining, helping me walk through that. You you made sure I didn't say anything I shouldn't say. I tried to make sure you didn't say anything you didn't say. You shouldn't said so. Good deal. Hey guys, thanks for listening in today. Uh, just appreciate you all doing that. Uh, and uh, remember that we are social. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and always, always, always at seedcorn.com. You guys take care.